said what <laughs> with april and nothing thank you for joining in yeah, now let's just relax and chat about a lot <laughs> yeah. so how's it going busy planning my son's first birthday party has been on one yeah <laughs> i mean typically first birthdays are for the parents yeah and i can see that i really it's like I'm such like a perfectionist, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to get everything together, and it's just it's coming together really well. Mm-hmm. It's just stress that's on my mind, and most people will not actually like understand. No, but only because there's you have a big family at this point. Oh my gosh, combining two families together is a lot, mm-hmm. and it's like how do you, I guess like attend to each person mm-hmm. because like my family we don't have a lot of babies we don't have any babies at all like my like the youngest one is like 10 years old i mean right like <laughs> and the rest are like grown-ass fucking children it does kids, make a difference adults. as soon as you start having like other mm-hmm. kids in the family it's like whoa this is a lot yeah yeah but i gotta make candy bags oh my gosh and this is my first time and i'm like what do I put in here? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what would I want in Just my candy bag? Just throw a bag? bunch of Mexican candy. You'll be good, girl. That's exactly what I'm doing. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to this past week? Trying to get back into the routine after this, like, winter mix where the kids were out for such a, like, a long time, it felt like. It um, really felt like a long time. <laughs> yeah. It was like a whole week. I believe like it was two weeks, well, honestly. Including the weekends. Yeah. I mean, yes. It was 10 days. <laughs> so I'm like not counting, but counting. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, It was like hard to wake up in the mornings and kind of get back into the flow. It was hard for me to wake up this morning. Girl, I got to her house and she was still asleep. <laughs> she like opened the door. You're still asleep. I was like, you better get up. Let's go. I literally like, well, like what? <laughs> yeah yeah i mean mornings are not for everyone no they were not for me but i've like getting into i'm getting into the habit of waking up early it's been going really well i know i'm so proud of you yeah except for today i don't know what happened i think it's because i looked at my son and he was sleeping so peacefully and i was like and it's been raining so it's typically like a good snooze it is i love those days anyways yeah anyways getting into it today we would like to discuss um a certain topic Mm -hmm. from someone that has anonymously sent us their story yeah and this is like nowhere near kind of related to like the video that we posted a couple days ago Mm -hmm. because we did post a video just to try to like get different point of views and we did but then we also got like a total different subject which is like you know amazing that people are sending in feedback right and comments Thank and criticism you. and letting us know exactly what they want to hear like we're here for you absolutely hashtag let's be heard yes. <laughs> yes. so um this person is anonymous mm-hmm. and we're gonna keep it that way you know we don't want to expose intru- them yeah intru- they're not ready to be exposed and they don't really want to be interviewed at this time yeah. so we'll just kind of um Say their story a little bit because they did give us permission to do that. But this topic is very important because I feel like it does affect everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't notice it or we don't see it or we don't acknowledge it, we don't right. realize it. The first step is realization. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So going back into those questions that we did ask, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those three questions. I think that was more of like an interaction approach. Mm-hmm. We were trying to see if anybody would actually give us feedback. And oh, they did. did. They did. So it was amazing. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, so we want to kind of just surface those questions again. Yeah. So number one, 
is it okay to have crushes yes and our answers these are this will be our answers and a little bit of what like, what we got yeah what we yeah received. like a little poll yeah. basically so is it okay to have crushes i say celebrity wise yes yeah 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 i mean yeah I mean, do you have a celebrity crush? I do. I think everybody does. I mean, if you watch TV, who's very yours? Often, I want to know. <laughs> my type of celebrity crushes kind of like expose me. Okay. <laughs> I like Jax Taylor from Sons of Anarchy. I think Ooh. that was his last name, Jax. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. And a little bit of, you know, Paul Walker is my number one. Damn. Don't even mess with me. R.I.P. I feel like Mac Miller is like my number one. You had a crush on him? Oh, yeah. I like literally like would tell everybody I would talk to. Like if he ever like came up in this room, I am ditching you. <laughs> I'm going to go straight to him. I, I even tell your brother that. I'm like, if he was still alive, bye. I mean, <laughs> dead for real. Like I would. <laughs> yes. Mac Miller. It was the vibe. <sighs> the vibe that you got off of him. Yeah. If anything, just like me with Adam Sandler. Like, I can what? definitely vibe with Adam Sandler. It's the characterism okay. and the sense of, like, I don't know. I know it's, it's like, how you just <laughs> express yourself on that yeah. end. But to each their own, okay? Yeah. To- who is? Who's yours? Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. You said Mac Miller, but who else? Uh, hmm. Honestly, Mac Miller. Oh, <laughs> Frank All Ocean, maybe Frank Ocean. I I'm a fan of him. Okay, but like if it would have to be like a movie star, I may get judgment on this, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's no one. <laughs> it's literally no one. I don't have like you don't have a movie star. No, I don't. I know. Honestly, don't. No. Really? No. Okay. No. Like not even like. No. But you know what's funny at the same time? Like, I do have this approach on um, certain roles that I fall for mm-hmm. that kind of have a similarity to my husband. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, I do love Paul Walker, and the things that I love about Paul Walker was because of Fast and the Furious. And the cars. And, and the cars. Trino and the adrenaline loves cars. And yeah. all of that. Like, yeah. Trino was involved with his car, yeah. you know, whatever, phonetics. And at that time, it was like an adrenaline for me. Like, I did like it. Maybe mine would be Pablo Escobar. Stop! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, she's not. You know me, you know. Okay, yeah. so that's crushes. Number two was strip clubs. Yeah, would you go with your significant other, your spouse, your boyfriend, your date, or whatever? You have. Mm-hmm. Would you go again? I have experienced strip clubs with my husband. It wasn't that exactly what I expected from him. Okay. But I understand my approach where it was like he just didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, he didn't want I feel like he didn't want to disrespect you. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, he would go alone. Like, you know what uh, I mean? So it's uh, almost like <laughs> inevitable of kind of understanding the fact Fake. that exactly anyway back to strip clubs yeah um i've been to a strip club with your brother Mm -hmm. and it was like it wasn't what i expected honestly it was it was different Mm -hmm. it was more so like i was in the middle and like the stripper was in front of me and i was throwing the money and then he was kind of like following my hands like like throwing the money over yeah yeah yeah. natalie but but you're doing it so i'm doing it but it was like i try to move and he would, like, follow behind me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, weird. I yeah. know. One- 
See, I've also gone to the strip club with a date that somebody I, I was talking to wasn't really serious. It was like a date wise mm-hmm. and it was pretty fun, but I felt like I am very honesty right here, judgmental. So I will not throw money unless I find you attractive. Yeah. So I was literally sitting there and he was like throwing money. I didn't, I didn't care what he was doing. He was throwing money and like on everybody and anybody. And I was like, okay, cool. And, like, I was just sitting there. I'm, like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my girl to come out and bring me out. And she did. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever I finally got up. And I got up by myself. He did not come up with me. It was funny because, like, the one girl I found attractive, he was kind of sitting down. I guess he let me have my moment. Right. And I went up there and I threw, like, all my ones and shit. I was, like, yes, I love you. Hi. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was pretty fun. It was really fun. Awesome. I enjoyed myself a lot. That's actually also a reflection of my situation whenever <laughs> I was, like, doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I see the psychological part of it. Uh-huh. Um, does she have daddy issues? Like, <laughs> in my head. Like, I'm not saying it out loud and I'm not judging anyone by any means. It's that's just, like a deep analyzation yes, right there. <laughs> that's, my, that's my trait. Like, yeah. I do try to rationalize that understanding <laughs> that there's something deeper in depth that this person is probably feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's just what I do. But at the same time, April I, I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud and I didn't say it to anybody else that was with me because then that would have been a total kill. Yeah. You know, but I think it's also funny, like the feedback that we got with strip clubs, because there was like some feedback where it was like, yeah, it was fine. It was nothing. And then there was like this one comment we got. It was like, I fought the stripper. That was like all up on my man kissing up on him, which is like, that's too far for me. Honestly, I would feel the same way if he Mm -hmm. was, he was kissing up on my man. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Right. If you see that they're with someone, yeah, but at the same time they're trying to enjoy themselves and yeah. be in that atmosphere almost. I'm like, because, shake ass, yes. cool, don't touch, don't ever shake touch. ass, shake ass. But you kissing up on him, bro. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then there was some. Yeah, and then there was some <laughs> yeah. that were like, yeah. hold up, don't touch my husband, don't look at him, don't. back the fuck up. Yes, yeah. and I yeah. loved that. Thank you for the raw information. Yeah, because that's the truth. Being for real, yeah. that's like we're different point of views and all that come into play and it's like yeah because i'm not gonna lie like i I could also see myself as that type of person damn like it didn't happen when i went that's good would have happened you would have been like that too yeah because there's a limit hold up i walked in with him yeah like let's know our limits like why can't you dance on me why can't you kiss up on me why Mm -hmm. you gotta kiss up on him he's a dude bro like i'll pay you (laughs) but then again it it goes back to that situation where you did go to the strip club so what yeah. more are you actually even wanting yeah strip clubs to me are not limited so almost as if you're gonna enter this don't limit yourself because they don't limit themselves yeah and now that i remember i mean i've gone to like the strip club with your brother and i think it was a kind of like the same experience as you where he was he didn't want to be disrespectful mm-hmm. which i like i do love that but i've also been to the strip club with like a couple of people i dated and like the, like, one of the experiences was, like, it was fun. We did our own thing. We threw money on them. We enjoyed it. Yeah. And then there was, like, this other one where I was, like, dating this guy. Like, we kind of were barely talking. It wasn't really, like, anything, like, mm, like serious. Right. And, like, I am kind of, like, told the stripper. We, like, I think, like, the group I was with told them, like, hey, put your tits in his fucking face. <laughs> and she did. And it was like, like, her tits were so big. He went all the way fucking in. And I was like, dude, you were suffocating in there. But it was such a fun moment. Like, it wasn't anything. Because he wasn't serious. Yeah, it was just like, yes, like, enjoy yourself. Have fun. Yeah. 
it's I like, mean, that's a different approach. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Like, you weren't committed to him and he yeah. wasn't committed to you. I didn't care. I think I even got on stage. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> look at her. If I remember correctly. Yeah, that was that was really a fun time. I really enjoyed that. That was, that was great. I've heard a lot of stories that are that say, like, they actually enjoyed themselves mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, to each their own. Yeah, I've been a couple times. And I, I think my favorite one was probably in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was with, like, somebody, like, I wasn't serious with. So, it was, like, amazing. Nice. Fun. Third question was single parenting, right? Yeah. Like, what is the cause, you know, Mm -hmm. for single parenting? What do you think is the cause of single parenting? That is actually something that we didn't get that many responses from. Yeah. We did get one, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. But it wasn't many, um, simply because it is a very touchy subject. It is. You don't want to be the one that's, like, implementing that certain situation. Yeah, because it's, like, to each their own. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I guess, like, if we were to comment on that, it's a lot to do with, like, influences, insecurities. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy in a relationship, and that's going to completely change. Yeah. Especially, like, when you have children, as Everything a mom, changes. yeah, you don't see yourself the same. Right. And it's important for, like, the man, the husband, the father, kind of, like, to boost you. And sometimes that helps. But at the end of the day, if you don't follow that or, like, really listen to it or believe it, mm-hmm. it's not going to help. It's just not. Because we were supposed to actually be on topic of single parenting today, but unfortunately we'll be doing that until next week. Yeah, we will have somebody come on. Unfortunately, we weren't able to have them on today, mm-hmm. but next week we will maybe have them on. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. So just going into that topic, because since we're already surfacing it, mm-hmm. um, I did do some research and there was a lot of, you know, things that have been traded back to single parenting. Yeah. Which then leads to possibly the understanding of why people separate. So we'll just kind of resurface that topic for next week so we don't kind of like, you know, mix too much up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you guys have any questions or anything that you actually want to add into that podcast, please feel free to message us, DM us, email us, all of the above. Yeah, because as we go into like the next subject, this is what somebody sent into us. Right. This is what somebody wanted us to talk about and like... You know, we wanted to talk about also. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whatever you have to say, just know we will not put you out there. We will keep you totally anonymous. Right. Um, but I guess as we go into this one. The anonymous sender. <laughs> so she was wanting us to actually surface the topic of anxiety. Yes. And I mean, back to like when it starts, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it does start, like, at a young age, depending on, like, childhood and what you've been through and all that. I mean, when do you really realize that? When do you really take it to, like, accountability? Accountability? What happens? Accountability. Yeah, <laughs> what happens? Like, some people kind of brush off anxiety, depression as, like, hmm, you're just... You're just being too much. Right. You're so in your feelings. Get over it. When did you get, when did you realize that you had anxiety? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At a very young age. I was like maybe like in my early teens. And I think I had a lot of social anxiety. And it would not, I don't think you could really tell that I did. 
if you like if i think if you grew up with me i kind of re- i'm a very good person at hiding it mm-hmm. but it's because i spend a lot of time preparing myself i'm gonna go here i'm gonna do this prepare my okay like i just like literally talk to myself over and over again i'm like a big talker to myself in my head and i'm like do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that act like this don't act like that do this don't do that and i'm just like constantly telling myself what to do what to do what to do it got to the point where i was like even in my early 20s i couldn't go to a store i would literally just sit in the car and i would literally Mm. wait and i'm like okay i have to do this Hmm. okay they're gonna know they're gonna know they're gonna know oh well whatever and then whoever i was with i kind of leaned on them to do everything for me right so i was like okay we're gonna go to the store i'll wait in the car and you go do it Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna go out to eat Hmm, i'm gonna wait in the car and you go get us the food yeah and that's the way i have always been now i'm kind of getting out of that shell that's good yeah that's a big deal it is it's it's hard i think i've kind of like self-diagnosed myself as like social anxiety Mm -hmm. which is like crazy and like there's times where like i'll tell like your brother i'm like i don't want to do this i don't and then like as i'm through it i'm like i don't know what i was thinking you know alcohol in me i'm like i'm great no anxiety can be different for everyone for sure when did you realize that it would i mean do you have anxiety i do have anxiety but i did not actually realize it until i was an adult well i think i was um it was after my second child hmm. and it was after therapy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's when i finally realized that there was something different about me and then whenever i found that out it was as if i added everything up together and that's when I also just contemplated on the fact that it actually started when I was a kid and I could see anxiety as a child and then as a teenager and then going into adulthood. But unfortunately, I didn't get diagnosed until I was an adult and yeah. I didn't take it seriously until then, which is fine at the same time as long as you acknowledge it at some point. Um, it's also something that people make it seem like everyone has. So you have to almost kind of moderate it to your own personal experiences. I feel like I've self-diagnosed myself a lot. Mm -hmm. And until like my last counselor that I seen officially gave me my diagnosis, which was um, adjustment disorder. Okay. And it's mainly because I've never been in one place for more than a year. Housewise state-wise and all that like a lot of it plays into it i've always moved different places and i've never been able to fully like set myself somewhere and And be secured yeah and i mean i think i'm still not in that place right now actually Mm -hmm. so until i get to that place i mean we'll see what happens but i've there's so much that goes into it and he kind of like explained it to me like into death and it made a whole bunch of sense i was like wow i never realized that yeah. I just thought, like, that was just me. But when I really look at, like, the bigger picture and what's my environment and what is surrounding me, I definitely mm-hmm. see that. It Absolutely. makes sense. Yeah. It all just makes sense at the end of the day whenever you get a breakdown of it. Yeah. And get the understanding of what it even is. Yeah. So the person that anonymously sent us this um, information on surfacing anxiety mm-hmm. actually wanted to ex- kind of share a little bit about themselves without being themselves yeah that like makes any sense. the symptoms mm-hmm. that we all have are completely different mm-hmm. i mean like it starts off i think i mean like what they had said was they had um realized it kind of like in middle school mm-hmm. 
whenever they were kind of like afraid to be alone they weren't able to walk home and or anything like that because of like over staying close to dad or mom finding that security overthinking in your head is a very like it's real you do overthink well that's how it starts yeah it's overthinking you Mm -hmm. overthink until a certain extent yeah where you get triggered yeah and it's like once you replace something in your head over and over and over again you kind of start to see it Mm -hmm. so like i know they had mentioned that they see faces in the wall which is crazy Mm -hmm. but it's also very real like whenever i'm alone in the dark i feel like i kind of think and i know like a lot of people can probably relate to this whenever you're like going up the stairs and you shut off the light you're gonna run up those stairs because you feel like somebody's following you Mm -hmm. but really there's not you're gonna like you're going to like the restroom you're going back into your room you're gonna want to run from the restroom to your room that sense of fear that's yeah. like right behind you yeah and then it's like you're in your room you're in your bed you're alone you're in the dark and you just like imagine things but it's in your head and you're just playing it over like do i see something do i see something until you officially make something be seen mm-hmm. yeah and that's where i can kind of relate to the aspect of like seeing almost an like let's say that there's a tile somewhere and i envision something out of that tile it may not even be that there's something in that tile but my mind is concepting it yeah to being like a whole picture that's exactly it's like a picture of either someone mm -hmm. something or just a set of fear like it's it sounds crazy but it's where it starts and maybe you can relate to this and maybe you can't mm-hmm. but i know people out there do feel that way and everybody's different when it comes to anxiety you have either heavy breathing yeah. you have a sense of like i can't do this um your hands get sweaty or you shake your leg yes you can shake oh your leg God. that is like my biggest sign over and over yes. yeah and i don't even notice that i'm doing it sometimes either mm-hmm. but i remember being at my old job i think like my two jobs ago <laughs> Um, and I would always shake my leg and my boss would call me out on it. Like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I didn't even know that I was, but I, I guess I just, it was am. like a tick. Yeah. She'd be like, stop doing that. Like, stop shaking your leg. Stop shaking mm-hmm. your leg. And I'm like, I just, because I can't did you, do you realize that as well, that you're giving them anxiety by doing yeah. that? Yeah. And she it's like, like anxiety fed onto another person. It was kind of like her, like being like, don't do that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I can't help it. Like, you know, maybe I just don't feel comfortable here. And I'm just like. There's a lot on my mind playing over and over again, and I just, my body just releases it. Right. And, I mean, I still do that to this day. And so to our anonymous person, she says what she does is actually bite her cheek. Yeah. And I can relate to that because I do as well, but Mm -hmm. to a certain discreet. Yeah, yeah. It's like I bite my cheek when I'm just, like, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. But to her extent, she explained that it gets to the bleeding part where that then leads on to numbing something it's like anxiety you don't realize how far you're going until you reach that point of like holy shit i went this far Mm -hmm. and it's um it's like i don't want to feel this anymore let me block this so that i can do something else that's gonna like either level it out Mm -hmm. or exceed what i'm feeling yeah and that can be pain Mm -hmm. so then that leads over to self-harm and if you guys do like just in between this if you need assistance if you need somebody to you know talk to or just speak in regards of self-harm that is a whole different topic that we are actually not going to surface today but and we are here for you as well if that helps you in any way if you can't afford a counselor you don't want to go to a family member Mm -hmm. there are hotlines once again we're not an experienced Mm -hmm. 
therapist, psychologist, or anything. Mm-hmm. So we're just people speaking from of other people's experiences. Yeah, and maybe even some of our own. Look, you know, the person that sent us this message, Yeah, she mentioned that she doesn't know how to control her anger. Mm-hmm. She just rather shuts it off and goes to her room and just kind of silences. And they mentioned that when you get so angry, mm-hmm. you tend to cry. Right. And it like it just comes out differently and you don't like it's like a kind of like a release. Mm-hmm. But it's not fully releasing. Yes. What what would you do? <laughs> I felt like honestly I tend to go to drugs <laughs> if I'm being real, if I'm being honest, whether it was like marijuana, pills, any type of like numbness yeah i i took that route because in a way i kind of grew up like not really expressing yourself kind of just like keeping it in Mm -hmm. and i mean i saw that as normal i i never really cried in front of everybody i never really like expressed myself like hey i'm feeling this type of way what do i do it was more so like i just kept it to myself always and that's why i struggled so hard with like talking about my feelings talking about in general what i like how i want to express myself and i'm learning and like to this day i i I think i probably just want to be alone i think i'm like okay with being alone to a certain like level or just just like just to be well enough of like okay this is how i felt i'm over it i probably will not talk about it but i kind of just like let it go yeah I'm like okay bye move on next topic we're gonna like just totally disregard the fact that like whatever happened happened yeah i continue the only reason that i found out that i had anxiety was because i had to go back to work after being a stay-at-home mom for five years and it was a full-time job so it was a big transition yeah it is so it when really I, is. yes and so when i went back to work i was like I can do this, you know, I like I'm tough. Mm-hmm. People do this. Women do this all the time. Right. And if I can't do this, then I'm just a weak ass. Yeah. <laughs> like that's exactly what I, my mentality was then. Mm-hmm. So then I went back to work and I was having stomach issues. Like yeah. I was always going to the restroom. Every time I ate, it was like, mm, got to go to the restroom. So I went to the doctor and I was like, like, I go to the restroom a lot. Like what's going on? And then he goes, you're actually not here for stomach issues. You're here because you have anxiety. And that's when I was like, okay, this is real. And I actually got on medication, which not everybody wants to. I personally have never been somebody that wants to be on medication. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I've held back from like seeing people sometimes because I'm like, oh my God, they're going to, they're going to diagnose me. And they're going to be like, you need to be on this. And I don't, mainly because of my habits, I don't want to be on any type of pill. I was the exact same way, but at that point, I was like, I can't stop using the restroom, basically. (laughs) Like, I need something that's going to help me. Yeah, yeah. And I was the type of person, like you, for instance, where I was scared that I was going to get addicted to this drug Mm -hmm. because it is Mm -hmm. also addictive. It is. It changes you. Mm -hmm. And when you get off of it, you, like, kind of fluctuate, and you're not able to control your emotions. And I've heard that from so many people that have told me that they've been on it. Right. They go kind of crazy kind of like they kind of lose it for a second which i think it's different for everyone once again it can be different for everyone 
on my aspect of like taking that medication. Take a shot because she said aspect. I'm just kidding. A, I <laughs> I'm know, kidding. guys. I really like that word. <laughs> I took the medication uh-huh. and it turned me into a zombie. Yeah. I've heard that from other people too. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And other people as well too. And in the explanation of zombie, it was as if I didn't have any emotion. You're just like, you're just there exactly. living life. Passing by 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. Just Right. Boom. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like this. Like, I don't laugh. I don't think mm-hmm. anything is cool. I don't mm-hmm. think anything is fun. Like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. But then they do say that the doctor can actually recommend you a different diagno- a different medication. You well, know? those are like so many medications that you're taking Yeah, at that and point. I've had a friend that it's taken maybe like three different kinds. Wow. And at that point, I mean, it really just depends on how severe you are. Yeah. So I decided to drift away from it. That was my decision. I don't recommend that for you guys. It mm-hmm. really just depends on what your doctor is advising. Um, I drifted away from it simply because I wanted emotion. I wanted to feel something. Yeah. It was like I was tired of feeling like a zombie. And then in that case, it was just trying to make it on my own with anxiety. Yeah. I feel like... Eh. I hate that. <laughs> Take a shot for every time she says she feels like. <laughs> I guess from my experience in different times in my life, when it came to me like expressing myself a certain way, mm-hmm. it kind of took a toll on me where it was like I was pretty much blamed for the reason why they were reacting that way. It's like, well, you did this. I'm going to do this. And then it's like I reacted to it and it was like, "Mm, this is your fault. This is completely your fault. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What's your fault? I guess the reaction to how I feel, to how I express myself. Oh. So it was like, I would do something, say something. And then that person would kind of like take it negatively Mm -hmm. and take it into their own hands, literally their own hands and react some way and then blame it on me that they did that. Because it was my fault. And it came to a point where I was like, okay, well, I literally thought to myself, like, this is my fault. I should really change the way I do this. And then I would change, but then the reaction would still be the same. So are you saying that someone, like, manipulated you using your anxiety against you? My anxiety, and then I do have anger issues. I do. So Mm -hmm. I will say something probably slick, probably Mm -hmm. stupid, probably out of line. But then they would take it to, like, another level was like... I'm not going to allow myself to be talking to that way. And then this could be like a whole different discussion that we get into. Mm -hmm. But I was in an abusive marriage. And I mean, I it's kind of weird to say. And I mean, it's very real. But this is where her laugh comes in with the awkwardness. (laughs) I saw you wanting to laugh just now. Like, but no, I, that's really, I'm glad that you're sharing that because there's been a lot of people that have experienced that. Yeah, and it causes a lot of anxiety in you to the point where you're literally questioning everything that you do. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I say this, I'm going to get this reaction. But if I say this, I'm going to get this reaction. So it's like, I just don't say anything. Yeah. And maybe that's why I became so quiet to mm-hmm. myself where I'm like, mm, I'm just going to like sit here and just observe it and just acknowledge everything and just keep to my own you know and just not say anything but that's why like i've also been so patient Mm -hmm. with natalie being quiet yeah (laughs) like 
I do talk a lot, and oh, yeah. I, I, I can take things over with my voice. She has simply, a lot of stories. Yes, simply with just like so much to say. But I've been trying to be as patient as possible mm-hmm. with you because yeah. this isn't just my own growth. This yeah. is her growth as well. And I really came out of my shell. Yes. Within like maybe like the past year because having being pregnant kind of pushed me back into it. Right. And it was it didn't have to do with any, anybody else. It was just like me being sick and like being in a hospital and just confining to myself. Because mm-hmm. there'd be times where I literally would not be on my phone for days. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. And I kind of got used to it. I was like, I was so out of it. I literally could not open a finger, I mean, open an eye, lift a finger. Like, I couldn't do anything. Open a finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And then finally, maybe, like, after day three, day four, I'm, like, getting back into life in a way, which is so weird to say. But I would get back into life. I'm like, okay. I would, like, check my phone. I'm like, damn, all this is happening, and I would not care. Yeah. And I'm like, just, the world is passing me by. Mm-hmm. Life is happening. And then I would get out of the hospital for maybe, like, a week or two. And I'm like, okay, like, getting back into it. And then I would go right back into that same hole. Yeah. And I was just, like, quiet to myself. I didn't really express how I felt, what I was going through mentally. Because it really did take a toll on me. I noticed. Yeah. I didn't talk to anybody for, like, seven months. Yeah. And then when I did, like, I kind of, like, gave them little snippets of it. But I didn't really go into death. Yes. Yeah. It's very um, uncomfortable. It was. To, like be in a situation where you know that you're going into a deep hole of <laughs> you know mental health yeah and you don't want to tell anyone because at the same time it's like can't you just tell yeah you know yeah and at that time i i was telling my brother like keep an eye on natalie keep an eye on natalie but then again we didn't have a relationship then for me to yeah. be able to approach you in that manner and i didn't want to offend you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was something that honestly it would happen to anyone yeah like you would have some type of mental breakdown Mm -hmm. in the situation that you had with your pregnancy and i think i kind of did Mm -hmm. like after i gave birth after leaving the NICU it was like all these emotions were hitting me and i did not understand them i did not because it was like i was feeling so much it was tons of them i'm sure yeah it's like hormone imbalance after having a baby and just and there was an incident where i think i cried and then I kind of like stopped myself mid crying. And I'm like, what are you doing? What mm-hmm. is going on here? It's not that serious. But it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, it's not that serious. And then like I have like these people just like talking and talking, talking, like where they kind of just like took over everything. And I'm like, I literally just like went into my shell and I'm like, Mm-mm. just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. And um, someone like was like saying like, just talk to them. Just talk to her. Just talk to this. And I'm like, I, I can't. Right. What do you want me to say? There's there's nothing to say. And then leading into that situation, how you're mentioning that mm-hmm. you were just kind of keeping it all in because mm-hmm. you weren't able to have an escape. Yeah. Our anonymous person had mentioned that they have night terrors. Yeah. So at some point, if you're constantly blocking it out mm-hmm. and constantly not making it a, like a thing. Yeah. You end up sleeping at night and just thinking it's like normalize being emotional yes normalize it because she did mention that she had a lot of night terrors which i did experience as well i i have to i feel like a lot of people have they just don't talk about it Mm -hmm. yeah like there was times where i would lay there and i got so good to the fact that i would try to wake myself up before i was gonna fall into that deep sleep yeah yeah 
And it was like, how, why am I so good at this? But because it was <laughs> happening so much. And I was looking at things like how she had mentioned that she would envision things like, mm-hmm. even if it's not real, your mind is telling you it's real. And she was mentioning that she would see clowns. So in my perspective, I'm taking maybe she was afraid of clowns because for me, it was a dark shadow of a man. So every time I would open my eyes in the middle of like a night's sleep, it was like this dark shadow was sitting at the edge, you know, standing at the edge of my bed. Yeah. And here I was trying to fight, like trying to wake up like, oh, he's going to get me type of thing. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like if I would have maybe spoken to someone, maybe I wouldn't have all of that sense of pressure on me. And it would have been like a little bit of an escape. Because it's stress. It's stress. It's fear. It's overthinking. We, as a person, put on a lot of pressure on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We feel other people's emotions and we kind of take them into our own. And we kind of bottle them in as well. So it's not just our emotions. It's who we're around. Right. It's what you take from from the people that you're around as well. Yeah. Yeah. And... A lot of the time, it's like if your parents are not showing you exactly what you need and want at the moment being, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to do the exact same thing. It's like hard to blame a parent, but at the same time, we do follow them. Mm-hmm. We do take there into... There are instructors to this yeah. world of life, mm-hmm. which we have to kind of rationalize at the same time that they did what they knew how to, what they've learned as well. So that's when we have to come in and break the cycle generational trauma <laughs> so so yeah i think maybe if we all just like accepted whatever we felt at that moment mm-hmm. it'd be completely different but we don't no and it takes a while i'm like what i'm like halfway through my life over halfway through my life and i've just now realized how much i've been affected by yeah what i've been through right and i've kind of just like always brushed it off because i kind of grew up with that too like i feel like not a lot of people are like oh yeah this is this disorder this is this disorder this is that disorder so and so and then like make you really kind of take it in and realize what you have i feel like i've kind of always been told like just don't like, don't feel that way just mm-hmm. don't think about that just, right. just turn just turn the other cheek just it's like oh change your way of thinking drink a tea before you go to bed <laughs> so you don't sleep with night yeah hours. or you know mm-hmm. do a self-improvement as in like changing your appetite and your diet which is a big thing yeah it is um, but at the same time you have to let it out somehow yeah and it could be even writing in a journal yeah did you used to write in a journal yeah i remember i mentioned i was like that I had like 50 journals 50 diaries um I really do like to write down my emotions oh yeah I like to make it seem as if it's almost a story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the person that actually messaged us says that she writes it out writes it out like speaking to yourself but speaking to herself yeah so people speak to themselves but when they're writing they're like you did this you experienced this this happened to you what are you gonna do about it this is how you feel about it and the way that i feel about that Mm -hmm. is like i don't like to write to myself i used to like when i was a teenager yeah i would write to myself that way but as an adult i can see the difference where maybe it's best you don't write to yourself 
but more about yourself. Yeah. Or to an extent where you're giving yourself this self of awareness. Because if you're constantly like, you suck, you did this, you don't know how to handle you're this. <laughs> and then you go back and you reread it, you're, you're feeling it again. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. So, I mean, it's just my opinion again. Mm-hmm. Write something that's going to be good positivity right there (laughs) yeah i've written many different ways i used to write to myself right i used to write this was for evidence timestamps, dates um and what exactly happened to me Mm -hmm. just like for evidence like more so like but that was more of your domestic violence yeah yeah Yeah. this is is what happened you know this is this what took place this is what happened afterwards and this is how i felt and then i used to have like a little I don't know if people still use WordPress. I think that's really what it is. Like I, you're typing it all out? Yeah, and I used to write poems. I'm a very mm-hmm. poem person. I oh, love, that's I love, cool. Is it poems or poems? <laughs> poems. <laughs> poems. And um, I was very good at that to the point where I kind of released some poems out there. Don't mm-hmm. ever try to look for me. <laughs> I think I have it private and I hope I do. You did? Yeah, I did. And it's still up to this day, I think. So I, you've like looked into it again? I don't know. How, it's been like... A couple years since I've written into it, but I went like all in, like writing poems about like my life, wow, how I viewed things, how I felt for certain people, friendships, and all that. Mm-hmm. I kind of shared some with like people who I was very very close with, but it had to be like very close to you for me to share that with. Yeah, but I mean it's like rare. But like if you look into my journals, you would see poems, like little like phrases, like little stanzas, blah 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 this, yeah. blah 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 that. That's pretty. But was it good? I thought it was. No, I was pretty positive. It was more so like I was questioning everything and then I would like have like a good outlook on it. Like, I think I'll probably show you one because I think we're at that level. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) We're at that level and I will show you one. I showed your brother a couple. I don't think he understood. (laughs) No. I don't think he really understood what it was or anything like that, which is, it's all right. It didn't really bother me. It was just like a just sharing a little something something i mean recently i did write to myself again yeah um in a situation that i was like i don't want to call this person i don't want to make them feel worse than maybe what i've already made them feel okay so i was in the idea of like let me write it out to them so that they can get an idea of how i'm feeling i like that I know. And it was the first time that I had actually done that since I was a teenager. So then that's whenever the anonymous person told us that they write themselves that, you know, in the perspective of them feeling the emotions that they're feeling at the moment. Yeah. So as an adult, like the only thing I could really say was like, do it to give yourself, give yourself something Mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. I wish that I could read all my diaries from when I was a teenager I think it would have been really sad. April. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I mean you're you're writing out your anger, right? Yeah. And so now as an adult when I reread the letter that I wrote, I was actually like, wow. Like I didn't see it as if I was like trying to belittle someone. I didn't see it as if I was trying to pity myself. I saw it more of like recognize it. Recognize that this happened to you. Take it listen and not let it go yeah do you do you feel like you can mm-hmm, uh, take a shot <laughs> do you see anxiety as some sort of f- form of like 
not letting something go building something up and maybe that's when like forgiveness kind of comes into it absolutely like because it... <laughs> but it's not just that because i have had so much anxiety that i feel like my my child mm-hmm. my oldest mm-hmm. i feel that at that time when i was surfacing anxiety i was feeding it on to him they can feel that the energy is real because like you mentioned when you would go to the store you were like yeah go for me yeah go ahead yeah that was me i would like literally we would be at the grocery store we'd be in the car and i would have to take deep breaths and trina would look at me like are you okay and i wouldn't say anything i'd just be like (sighs) like i'm fine i'm fine and he's like well what's wrong i was like there's a lot of people in there yeah i would just like kind of go like this with my you know, with my knees. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of people in there. And he's like, okay. Like, there's so, always a lot of people yeah. in there. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then, mm. like, I would get out. Mm-hmm. And I would just, like, face it. Yeah. But deep inside, I was, like, crying. Like, stressing out. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Like, they're looking at me. But really, they're not. It wasn't even them looking at me. It was just, like, the sense of, like, my children may be crying. What if my kid throws a tantrum? Mine was like, I just didn't want people looking at me. I didn't For want. Real? I didn't want people. I, don't, I did not want to be acknowledged. And I, I really wasn't. It was more mm-hmm. so like I just didn't want people to like notice me. I didn't want them to like look me up and down. I didn't want to be around them. I didn't want to look at them. And then wow. it's like, you know, sometimes like people conversate. And yeah. it's like, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to talk to anybody. And then like I'm preparing myself. And then after I would conversate with them, I'd be like, that I sense of relief. That yeah. was a lot. And really it was just like, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And that was it. And it was just like. I was just or like in the back of your head you're like please don't don't keep going yeah don't keep going yeah like just end it right here Mm -hmm. stop like yeah yeah so I mean what do you think you have used so far to cope with it now I want to say it's your it's your brother that's really helped me out of that shell Mm -hmm. because I mean like before past relations and all that I never really talked to them and your brother now is someone who's like I want to talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Why do you feel this way? And I still will shut him out. Mm-hmm. I won't give myself 100% to him. And he's kind of helped me realize that you do need to. And me and my mom have a different relationship now. Mm-hmm. Where before I saw her as like a friend, like a best friend. Someone who was like, oh, I'm going to go out and do this. Okay, I'm going to go out and do this. And we just kept it that way. I kind of kept her secret. She kind of kept mine. But now it's like, I think I'm able to kind of like tell her a little bit more what it is and like talk to her about it. Because before, like my past marriage, he would call her first and like tell her like a whole different story. You're a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> and then like finally, like I would go to her and she'd be like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, but you didn't even talk to me, mom. Like, like, what do you think? Like, how like, are you? How getting... are you taking the perspective off of someone else? Yeah, and... like, like you didn't get the full story. Like, yeah. no one's gonna make themselves look bad. But, but I would give it to her raw, and then it got right. to the point where it's like, I just don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to put my mom into that situation or like let her know what's going on in my life or anything like that. And now I, I kind of give her my all. I do. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, at some point we yeah. do have to accept our parents are who they are. And yeah. If they're ready for us, then we're ready for them. Yeah. For me, it's have I've had to, I've had to basically, like, set boundaries. With who? Yourself? With, no, with people. Okay. That give me anxiety. Damn. Who gives you? 
Do you want to say who gives you anxiety? No. I just know that's on me. You know, no, <laughs> you no, have, no. You haven't told me anything, so I'm like, no. like, hey, me, who is it? And I've had to kind of limit myself. Like, I can give you 30 minutes, but I can't give you more. That's important. If you give, if I give you more than that, you're going to mess with my own mental health state. If, you know, that makes no, sense. No, that's really important for you to realize that. Because if you right. don't do that, you do lose a piece of yourself. So for you, it was building the relationship yeah. with your mother. I've always been closed off. I, I've given people everything until I realized I shouldn't have. Oh, wow. I The only person i probably given 100% to, maybe 150 Damn, that's a lot. Was my best friend. Oh. Yeah, but I think we've, like, she's given it to me. I've given it to her. Mm-hmm. We've, like, we know everything about each other. There's no secrets between us, and I, I love that. And I think to this day, I don't think I've ever felt that I've given her too much because she gives me, like, like the same. truth. Yeah, no, she gives me the truth. She's like, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> and, like, she'll be blunt and honest and be like, Natalie, mm, you're a bitch for that. Mm. Right. Don't do that. Don't don't think that way and stuff like that. And I'm like, hmm, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I needed that. It makes sense. Yeah. That and I'll give it to her too. It's supposed to be like. Yeah. And I think that's like really like the only friendship I've really had like that. Mm-hmm. I have like a couple of other friends who like I adore. I love them. But I feel like I've only kept consistent friends in my life. Not the ones that you check in on every day, mm-hmm. but like every other once in a while. Like I'm still here for you right like yeah i got you you got me i got you (laughs) that's good yeah because you do have to have that group of friends that actually understand you yeah in a way of like a different approach to be honest i don't like judgment i don't judge don't judge me tell me the truth tell me the truth that's what i want i can't stand lies fakeness like why am i feeling so much heat because I am the same way. I hope you're able to relate to this to a certain extent. And if you don't, I hope you have your own version of it. Absolutely. Seriously, we're all different. I like that. Yay. Yes. <laughs> and once again, we are just being honest yeah. off of our own situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the person that was anonymous and shared this information with us, I think that was like very big. It took a lot. For them to do that. And of course, they're doing it anonymously. <laughs> it's how you take it. Just know that don't hold it in. No. Mm-mm. Don't hold it in because it doesn't make anything better. You will explode. Implode. Yes. Implode or explode, whichever one. It's not good. And like I mentioned, I didn't realize that I had anxiety until an adult. So therefore, yeah. I had to then go back and reconnect myself with where it started i feel like nowadays people kind of like overuse anxiety overuse depression because our emotions fluctuate mm-hmm. it's never gonna you're never gonna be happy 100 percent. or that's like, just not oh, real that gives me anxiety I yeah do that like, which is don't. just like a scenario it's but like, you just don't like that you just deeper. don't yeah and it's like with an older generation they kind of disregarded it with like ADD and like ADHD, they did not believe in that. Mm-hmm. It was more so like, you're just being a crazy child. Calm the fuck down. Stay put. Why can't you stay put? They don't right. really look deep into it. And now it's like, oh, I have OCD on this, and it's just because you like your picture a certain way. And it's like, no, that's not. That's not. So anxiety can be as simple as like 
not wanting to get down at the grocery yeah. store. It could be as simple like a as, tick, a symptom, like shaking. Yes, you. if you see someone at the gas station or at Walmart or something, for instance, if this has ever happened in your situation or maybe okay. even like just in life, mm-hmm. you saw someone yelling at someone else. Mm-hmm. Has your stomach or like your chest caved in? Yeah. You don't even know them, but you're seeing the altercation. Yeah. That's anxiety. I've also been that person where I have gone out of my way to ask for help and literally got told no to my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was weird. It was like, I felt dumb. Right. I felt like, damn, I really have nobody. But I think it's because I literally asked the wrong person, though. No, yes, implement yeah. that because yeah. at the end of the day, if that person didn't want to help you, then that, fuck you, go to the next one. Yeah, there's another one. But I, at that moment, but I didn't register to that. That was you vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally. That sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like a whole different, that was, I mean, like a whole different <laughs> It's a whole different scenari- scenario. Yeah, yes. yeah. But I literally ran out, asked for help, asked to use someone's phone, and they straight up told me no. And I was like, damn. I was like, but that was you, like, actually wanting it. Because there's women that... Don't. Don't. Yeah. And then it's like, no, what? Yeah. But I'm sorry. It happened. I'm in a better place. <laughs> that's, yeah. all that, that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. It's like... I think that's why I'm able to talk about it. I can't fully talk about it, but, like, I'm, I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. Because I know there's people out there who are still in that situation and they cannot get out. And it's like, once I finally left, I was like, damn, I felt like... I felt invincible. I was like, damn, I did this. I left. I kind of put myself back, but I felt stronger and, like, better than ever. Because I was somebody who, like, saw it, I think, honestly, my entire life. In different scenarios. Yeah. Different people. Right. And And I saw it from just my mother and my father. Which is still traumatizing enough. Which is because, it. I mean, it led on till I was a teenager. But for someone who's seen it my entire life, I still put myself into that fucking situation. Right. And that was like something I could not, I think I was angry at myself. I could not forgive myself. And then I I think that's also another reason why I stayed in my little cocoon because I was embarrassed. And that's the majority of it. I never talked to anybody about this, but hopefully you're able to talk to us or talk to anybody who's around you. Friend, family, counselor, hotline, your journal, the wall, the sky. (laughs) Whoever you're able to talk to, just, like, release it because it's real. And, I mean, here we are as adults. And they say it takes it. ten times, but let's break that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think most of the time whenever people say it'll take them ten times till they can, you know, get out of it. Who made the who made that up? For a hood. I'm looking up right now. <laughs> I mean, I think most of the time whenever we believe something, it's because we've heard it. Yeah. Over and over day if we said it takes three times maybe it would fucking take three times because look up the definition of insanity yikes do you know know i just like i'm seeing psychopath (laughs) no it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result Mm. yeah that's insanity that's juice yeah so to cope with anxiety everybody does it differently yeah therefore Please find your way on how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we're in an era where everyone has it or they assume that they have it. And I think that's realization mm-hmm. that it's like we all feel a certain type of way about a lot of things. Well, we're a part of society where anxiety is inevitable. Yeah. When it comes to 
juggling things like being a mom, mm-hmm. working a full-time job, having a household to take care of. Even going to school and having to still take care of your family at a young age and then mm-hmm. getting a job at that time too. That's exactly. that's a lot. That's something a lot of people go through. And then it can be something that carries on. Yeah. Our mothers may have had it or our fathers may have had it but yeah. then lingered on to us realizing I'm anxious a lot, but yet why am I anxious? Mm-hmm. It's those type of scenarios. Yeah. So find your way on how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie copes with it by speaking to her mom, like she mentioned. Yeah. I cope with it by limiting, you know, different scenarios. Setting boundaries. That give me anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, setting boundaries with either people, mm-hmm. places. Um, most of the time, it's a part of happiness as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't reflect on it too hard because it could lead into depression. Happiness isn't everything. It doesn't last as harsh as that sounds, but it's the truth. It's a moment. It's a feeling. Everything's a feeling. It's constantly changing. I feel that most of the time, anxiety can lead into depression. Yeah. Like highs and lows. Exactly. Constantly going up and down. Try to acknowledge it. Mm Mm-hmm. Acknowledge what is giving you anxiety mm-hmm. and look at it straight in the fucking eye. Boom, I got you. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we all have fear set in us. As long as you see that fear is actually dominant, you will be dominated. Mm-hmm. Fear is actually something that's just made up in our minds. Yeah. It's because you're telling yourself there's a kukui behind you. Oh, my God. I still do that to this day. I, <laughs> I do, too. I really do. I'm not letting a lie. Like, I like, get out of the restroom. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. I turn on my, like, flashlight, and I'm like, I got you. No. I, I always think negatively. I feel like somebody's always going to break in. Or sometimes I'll walk around and be like, I ain't scared of you. What? Oh, what? my God. And it's like, nobody. There's times where I'm like, just kill me now. <gasps> That's deep. <laughs> like, just take me into the light, please. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this episode. Thank you. We have come to the end. <laughs> yeah. And we appreciate you listening in. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a little bit touchy again. Yeah. <laughs> they will be. They're all going to be. They're all going to be pretty touchy. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm sensing. Yeah. We're getting a lot of approaches on this mental health perspective. Yeah. Maybe the new season would be something different. Ooh. But we really appreciate your support. We yes. appreciate you guys listening. Love I, you. <laughs> I love you. We love you. Yes. Like, subscribe, share as much as you can. If you if we made you laugh, we made you cry, <laughs> we made you mad. Yeah. <laughs> Let anybody else know. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of tee hee 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 in this one. I wish there, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> we kind of just winged it. We have yeah. a long weekend ahead of us. Oh my god. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Oh yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to Thaddeus. Yeah. And um, we hope you guys have a great week. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to start the next episode, which we don't want to say that it's going to be something just in case it doesn't work (laughs) wrong. But be ready for the unexpected. Perhaps. Yep. Perfect. So enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much. And And bless bless up. up.